It's the week of August 19th, and this is MASHCAST number 99. Episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I am Jared, and I'm here with Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And uh, Joel Couture, once again. I only care about how Nick's doing now. It's a start. That's that's your mistake. How you doing, Nick? I hear you're you're completely shaved head to toe. Yes, I am. I am now bald like a like a baby's butt. Just like a six foot tall baby's butt walking around. Pretty Try much. To pretty much. That, if you will. Pretty much, it's 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 terrible, really. Imagine that coming down the pipe for you in Warcraft. <laughs> Six foot tall baby's butt. That's yeah, that's actually the new patch. patch. Yes, patch. I might start playing now. If Nick's giant six foot butt is going to start chasing me, this wow. went to a dark place. Can we restart? <laughs> no, no, I think we're just going to go ahead and roll with it. You're going to have to eat those words because the internet doesn't forget. They never forget. They're bad people out there. Apparently not as bad as you right now. Apparently not. Jeepers. <laughs> Six foot butts. Oh, I can just see the memes now. That's there's no not. pictures of me anywhere, are there? I'm safe as long as there's no pictures. I'm pretty sure somebody can dig something up. I mean, <sighs> it is the internet, so. It is the internet. Yeah, but uh, besides Joel being a bit creepy, let's <laughs> get into... Uh, actually, I didn't even get a chance to say, this is MASHCAST number 99, and in case you didn't know... That's one less than 100. <laughs> so, That's free math lesson, by yeah. the way. Free math. Ma- mash cash. Educational. So we have 99 mash casts, but a bitch ain't one. Yeah. You still warming up there, Nick? Yeah, still stretching. <laughs> <laughs> still, Nick's still warming up the joke machine. Mm-hmm. It's no six-foot giant walking butt. But it's something. It is something. All right, well, before we start turning people off, let's get into what have you been playing. I think we're well past that point, but go ahead. Let's let's do this. All right, well, Joel, you go first. I always go first. I just finished DuckTales Remastered in a single binge session. Uh, not too bad, but I'm not sure who this game is supposed to be for. Because they basically just gave the NES game a new coat of paint. Uh, when I first saw it at PAX a couple months ago, I saw they'd put an in-game map. So I thought, like, this is really branching out. Like, when they do Transylvania or one of the levels, they're going to have this thing blown up to, like, full-scale, like, Dracula's castle size. I'm going to be exploring for, like, hours. And, and no, it's like putting a map in an NES game. Like, a map in Contra or something. Like, left to right. It goes down sometimes, and then you keep going there. <laughs> and just... It, they wanted to put in a story to harken back to like the old cartoon series. So like, look, we got Alan Young. He's old as hell. He can still talk like Scrooge, though. He just sounds like he's falling asleep all the time. 
But anyway, to justify that, they put in story cutscenes like every three or four steps. Like, I'll like kill one dude with my pogo stick, and then somebody wants to talk to me about like Incan treasures or like moon cheese. It's pissing me off. <laughs> I just want to play the damn game. Yeah, that can get annoying. It does. God, it does. They're riding that nostalgia train too hard. I mean, they paid for the guy to come back. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, we're going to use this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what we're we're going to use this shit. And he's not bad at times. He comes off real spry, but at other times you're like, he's probably going to die when this take is over, so we have to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> How old is the guy? 95. Oh, Jesus. Yes. I don't know if Scrooge McDuck was actually old. Yeah, well, he probably wasn't that old back in, well, wait a minute, 89. Yeah, that's kind of old. So he was, what, 80? Yeah, he would have been an 80-ish around that time. Although that's pretty my old, because doesn't yeah. the average man die in their 70s? Yeah. Yeah, at least everyone in my family. But not if you've got those those uh, McDuck veins, you know, the power of Scrooge. Yes, every time he says, bless me bagpipes, it adds a, another three months to his life. <laughs> it's the power you get from, from, from working smarter, not harder. Oh, God, how many more of these can we dig up? Uh, smarter than Smarties, tougher than Toughies? What else we got? <laughs> hmm. All right, so besides DuckTales, what else you do? I played the, the Shadow Warrior preview, which I I had a lot of fun with at first. I mean... I haven't played a first-person melee game since, like, oh God, what was that one on the Xbox? Breakdown, I think it was called, or something like that. I don't even know what you're talking about. The, it was basically like a first-person brawler, and you just got to beat the shit out of people. First-person, it was great. See, I don't, I don't like first-person games that don't, that don't really involve shooting, like you know, except Mirror's Edge. Mirror's mm-hmm. Edge is like the exception to that rule, but most first-person games I play, like you know, where you either have to punch or you kick. Or like, you know, in the case of chivalry, you aimlessly swing the sword around. <laughs> you could aim. You could aim. You can aim, but it is not the same, dude. It's like, not yeah, it's not easy by any means either. Oh, exactly. That, that's when you get the best decapitations though. Yeah, like like games like that, I'm just like I really wish I had a gun right now. Well that's because <laughs> like figuring out range in third person is damn near impossible. Like yeah. how far does this invisible thing I'm kinda holding like this? Like stick or something. How far does this stick into a 3D world that I can't see? Yeah. Gun, I point it at somebody, and that's going to shoot at somebody. Hopefully. Yeah, you really don't need to process depth at you know at that point. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, does anybody here like jumping in third in uh, 3D? In like, like first person? Like jumping in 3D? Yeah, like Turok 64 style, like <laughs> every three seconds because you're pissed off. You can't make the <laughs> damn jumps without staring at your feet. Uh huh. Well, is is this one of the things then that maybe like the Oculus Rift might fix? As far as once we have that immersive 3D experience, then processing you know depth of a stick will will kind of become trivial at that point. I don't think I don't think it works that way, Nick. Like depth perception, I think a lot more goes into it. Just to you know, I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure more goes into it. Like even like sound goes into it. You know. Oh. Well, well, if- go ahead. Well, I was going to say, they can develop the sound. I, th- I think as long as the presentation is correct and they can kind of get it off that way, I think we'd be better at it. At least it wouldn't be as, uh, uh, I guess, inf- infantile as it is now. 
I'll be better at it, you know. I don't think it'd be as bad, but you know. Yeah, but it's still something I hate doing. Like I still, I just don't want to jump in friggin' first person. I just don't. Yeah, jumping in first person, unless you have a game where the jumping mechanics are made well, like Mirror's Edge, or mm-hmm. even like Unreal Tournament. Like Unreal Tournament used to have these like these trial levels that people made that mm-hmm. were all about like first person platforming and stuff. But that's because that game was built for, like, you know, like, the jumping mechanics and, and, like, the air physics were just very, very top-notch. But you can't just have, like, a first-person shooter where you have your standard jumping and then go try to do some first-person platforming. Mm-hmm. No, you can't, just, you can't just dump that on people. That's, that's mean. It's a bad thing. Bad developers don't do that. Yeah, Joel's a little hurt. Yeah, you can sit on timeout with the quick time event people. Oh, you I don't like, like quick time events? Like, no. I want to see what's going on. I'm tired of hitting <laughs> buttons. So like you so you don't like Shenmue? Oh, I love Shenmue. It was the only game I tolerated it in. Oh. So you don't like Heavy Rain? I haven't played a lot of it. I got sick of it. Well, you know, did you stop at X for Jason? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. That's... I was hammering that button to see how many times he would say it, though. So you really didn't get past X for Jason? I was fucking around. No. Wow. That is the beginning of the game. Like, you didn't even play the game for like an hour. No. Because you, uh, start, you start the game, you have the little tutorial where you're, yeah. you know, playing with your kids in your backyard, then you go to yeah, the Yeah, brushing your teeth and fixing up your house, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. I don't want to play this. Dude, you gotta play that game. I have it. It's in the house. I just play that I, shit, I, I, you know? I'm going to brush my teeth to advance the game? No, fuck this. I'm it's playing a tutorial. Else. That is like a tutorial. Unfortunately. I don't it, need to learn to brush my teeth. Unfortunately. <laughs> but the way the story. It, it, it's not like. It's I because know. of the way they put the story together that I, they have to put the tutorial into everything. I know. I know. And, I, and I'm going to prep you. Okay. Because after X for Jason, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily really fast after that either. Okay. You know, it's you still do have a bit of a, a a little bit of a lull when it comes to the dad, but then I think you, I haven't played it in years, but I think you start playing the detective shortly after that, and the detective um, things start to heat up because the first time you play as a detective, you do get into a fight. Oh, I think I did play that part actually. Then you did get past X for Jason. Come on, get it together, Joel. I'm sorry, man. I can't remember games I played in like 2010 or 2011 or whatever the hell it came out. Uh, so be, okay, so you did play like his fight and stuff. Yeah. yeah. As you continue the game, like you know, become things become more and more frequent. Things just become more and more dangerous too. Mm-hmm. Even though there is, I, I I've always told myself I'm gonna go back and play mm-hmm. because there's certain parts where it looks like you can die, but I don't think you can based on the ending. Yeah, like, I want to go back and play certain parts and see what happens if I just don't do anything. You know, if I just don't do anything, I want to see what happens at these certain parts. Because certain parts have theories that you cannot die no matter what happens, or else it will affect the, or else the the ending just can't happen. And I'm hmm. not, I'm not gonna ruin it. But um, yeah, I I only fail because you can't actually fail certain like you know sequences. Yeah, story I progress. That's something I was excited about, but yeah, you can fail certain sequences in the story. Actually, you can—I'll put it like this: you can fail certain sequences, the story progress, and the character still lives. Like a failure of certain sequences means your character dies and it's permadeath. Mm-hmm. It's over. But there's this one part 
where the dad has to go to this um this like abandoned electric uh, uh abandoned power factory yeah. and I fucked that part up mainly because I was drunk and I should <laughs> not have played that part when I was drunk I felt like oh fuck it it's heavy rain it's not gonna be that big of a deal I got this and there was a part where you have to like you have to move through these live capacitors mm-hmm. and have electricity unrealistically flowing between them but that doesn't matter um and the problem was you had like you had at first you just have to hit certain key com- button combinations and then you have to hold them down but then it gets to a point where you have to release some keys and then start touching other keys mm-hmm. and that's the part that fucked me up i'm trying to lift my index finger but my middle finger is coming up instead i'm like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, i fucked it up <laughs> like and I fucked it up and died. That was my failure story. I thought I really fucked up the game at that point. The next day, because that 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 night when I did it, I was like, "Fuck it, I don't care. Let the kid die. I don't fuck it." But yeah, the next one, I was like, "Oh man, what did I do? I hope I have to restart." Then I, I I continued with the story. But yeah, it's a good game. Nick, did you play Heavy Rain? No, I need to. It's on my list. It's on your list. You should. Just, I should. I'll see. You should have asked for before you, you mentioned left, be, you, met, you did mention before, and I never really followed up on that. But yes, yeah, I'm surprised there hasn't been a, a PS I, Plus title. To be honest with I, you, actually, yeah, this is odd. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's Joel's point. It has it. You need to play that, Joel. I mean, Nick, if you really want to, I can send it to you. It's not going to be playing it anytime soon. No, I can pick it up. That should be like used for like fifteen bucks or something. I can probably get it somewhere. There you go. That's because Nick doesn't want to have the responsibility of having the game and then having <laughs> to play it. No, 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 it's on my very short list of games that I need to play. Okay, all right. I I played the demo, I I enjoyed that. Okay. We shall see. Uh, Anything else, Joel? Uh, I think I wrapped up Dragon's Crown, but I complained about it enough last week, so screw that game. Okay. Um, What about you? Oh, wait, yeah, I didn't actually say anything about Shadow Warrior. Oh, you didn't say anything (laughs) about Shadow Warrior. (laughs) Why did we start talking about Heavy Rain? It sort of derailed. I can't even remember. Ah. Sure we go back through the tapes. Yeah, go look at the tapes. Play the cassettes while we look <laughs> at them very seriously. Yeah, every every podcast. But uh, it's good because the 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 uh, first person combat works because every enemy is basically trying to crawl into your body. Like they cannot possibly get closer to you. Everything rushes you about twenty at a time, and you just sort of chop at heads, and it's it's delightful. For a little while, but the the game's problem, or at least in the preview, is that the all you pretty much have is basic enemies charging at you, and a couple of range guys will be flicking stuff at you, and you deal with it the same way every time. Kill as many of the guys who are close to you as you can, so you start taking really heavy range damage. Run over and deal with those guys, and when the melee guys catch up to you again, fight them, and then keep switching them. And the game never really changed that up. It didn't really add any new enemies till almost, I'd say, till the fourth chapter. And even then, it just added one guy who kept resurrecting those guys. So it was like the same fight I was having much fun with, but would never end. So it, it's it's not bad. It's pretty fun, and it needs some more enemies. Uh, that's that's all I'm thinking of it so far. The bosses are pretty cool, though. We I did fight one boss that uh, didn't have checkpoints when I broke one of his weaknesses. I'm not even used to that these days. Like, games seem to just puke checkpoints all over you. It's like, oh my god, you got like a tenth of his damage now. Give that man a checkpoint. He might die or something. 
But uh, this one, no checkpoint. I actually had to fight the entire boss, get rid of every weakness. I was almost at the bullets, but I beat him. It took like 14 tries, but I actually beat him. And it was it was great because of it. Like I miss actually having to try against bosses these days. It is rare, unfortunately. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't mind being generous with checkpoints, but you know, at least make it so you have to fight the whole damn boss. I mean, come on. Yeah. Don't uh, limp through everything. That actually, the part that you said about the bosses in, in your preview is really actually the only thing that even interested me about that game. Like now, now I'm interested in checking it out. Yeah. At least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. a little. <laughs> they they should have worked on the name though, because literally just finding screenshots was a little bit of a nuisance because it kept bringing up the one from 1997. Like sequel naming is pretty bad these days, but don't just call it the exact. When there's one game, don't call the second one the exact same name. It's not helping anybody. You got to do like Shadow Warrior 2013. Exactly, because that's what the kids want to play is the Shadow Warrior with a uh, who wants some wang. <laughs> update that because <laughs> that's what the kids are clamoring for these days is Asian stereotypes. Huh. Isn't the character the character name of character is Lo Wang, right? Lo goddamn Wang is his name. Lo Wang. Yep. Uh... Want to wash Wang or watch Wang wash Wang? Like this stuff, none of this stuff came forward, and that's sort of defined him. And I'm a little sad, <laughs> but I think they saw Do Nukem, and they're like, "We want none of that. We can't have that if we update this other game." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully they do a better job because Duke Nukem was just stupid, and I don't yeah. want to go on a tangent on that. All right, right I won't say that I enjoyed it a little bit. You enjoyed Duke Nukem forever. Now we're going to talk about it. All right. <laughs> like how could you, how could you joel i was dying for something that didn't require me to take cover that was it that was the whole reason i had any fun with that game it'd been years since i had, could have played a shooter where i wasn't always sitting behind a chest high wall and i was just happy to have that i wouldn't say it was a good game but i had fun with it dude i remember playing that game, usually at pax like at least with the environment you have at pax games can be more fun there you know mm-hmm. especially because they have the chicks with the short skirts and all that stuff but they didn't even look like they wanted to be there to be honest with you no they're they probably afraid they, they, they were looked a little bit pissed off but dude i'm playing that game and i'm like i don't want to walk away from this game with my media badge on before the time is up but i really want to walk away from this game <laughs> right now this game's fucking terrible dude that game was awful <laughs> Funny thing is, I own it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because... I have I have the stone bust. I was so convinced that it was going to at least be playable. Probably really, like a whole thing for ten bucks, dude. Like, <laughs> I I I bought it because I got it for like two dollars on Steam. Did you get anything for TF2? No, unfortunately, I did not get anything for TF2. I just got it because, I was like, you know, fuck it. It's two dollars. I'm gonna buy it, and maybe one day I will finish it. And then I, I started playing it a little bit, and I was like, fuck it, why did I spend $2 on that? Would you play it again if they put cards in? Steam cards? i turn it on so I can get the Steam cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they got to offer me TF2 items at this point. You know how that goes. I still haven't played Deus Ex. Really? Yeah, I haven't played Deus Ex. Um, what is the fourth one called? Deus Machina? Oh, God. Something, something Machina? Sure. Yeah. So I have, <laughs> still haven't played it. Like I have it, haven't played it. 
well, that's my life, so I can't really judge you. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I buy every game I conceivably want, and then never play any of them, yeah. except for like one or two. Well, you should see my my physical backlog that I look at every fucking day. I put mine in another room so I don't have to keep looking at it because it just depresses me. <laughs> it puts you to shame. Like, I own almost every game I could conceivably want to play, and it makes me sad. That's terrible. What a life. Yeah. <laughs> I bought I bought a Mame arcade machine last weekend, and I have not touched it since I got it. Huh. Yes. Yeah, I thought... I'm weird. What's How? wrong? With okay, me? if I brought in an arcade machine. Mm-hmm. That's something I would be touching. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Weren't were you saying like something about playing Pac-Man or something or other? Yeah, I booted up to play Pac-Man a little bit, and I played some Dynamite Cop, and that was that. I haven't touched it since. I want like huh. a big chunk of time or something when I don't have to review anything. Hmm. Now you got to do a little bit by a little bit. Kind of like the way I read. Like The only time I read things is when it's on the Kindle app. Because I take little 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 sections of the day and I and I'll read. I'm yeah. waiting for something to load. Okay, I'll I'll read I read a chapter in the bathroom. Bam, not a couple pages. You know, it's really the only way I read, and it's really sad. Well, I'm pretty much the same way. I'll just sit in the bathroom. It was really interesting. I'm stuck there, and then everyone gets mad at me. I can only I can't I can only do it for so long because my legs will just get so numb. Oh, mine do too. But I the thing is, I don't pick up on it until I stop. And then I try to stand up, and then it's like, oh, I, I guess I'm staying here because my legs are both numb. <laughs> <laughs> I have not collapsed in the bathroom yet, which is nice. Yeah. It's always great because it, it's a small bathroom. I would definitely smash my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. And now we know more about Joel and his bathroom situation. My bathroom, my backlog, and I don't have another B word. There you go. Oh. oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, let's just move on to Nick. Nick Please, Nick, take us home, giant six-foot baby butt. Yeah, I'm not taking anybody anywhere. Um, all I've been playing is Rogue Legacy and WoW, which I'm, I can't talk about. So, okay, it's nothing really new to new to report there. I just love Rogue Legacy. Still loving it after a couple weeks, man. That's good news, though. That yeah, is good for you to love a single-player game like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just keep leveling up and going going back into the castle it's pretty it's pretty straightforward um i don't know if i'm really making it i'm not making some progress i mean i'm getting more powerful mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's pretty much just you know i just it's pretty much i'm just running my head into a wall repeatedly but it's, it's a fun wall to run my head into so i'm enjoying it is there like a picture of a clown on it or something there is there is a clown and there i actually did find a carnival the other day mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I sucked at it. I had to hit some moving targets, and yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I, I did not expect that to actually lead into actual gameplay. I just thought. <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, I was just talking still... about the wall you were smashing your face against, but this is interesting. Go on. No, actually, because I mean that's the thing is it, again because the castle's randomly generated. There are some special rooms that for you know I've been playing it now for what two three weeks, and there's some rooms that I'm only just finding now. The other day I found a room where. There was a guy, and he was like, "Give me a th- was it? Give me a thirty or money, and pick a chest. One chest has four times what you give me. The other chests are empty. Hmm. So it was like a little like a gambling game. And I picked the right chest, so I was super excited. I got money. But what's neat though is there's pictures all throughout the castle. And as I'm finding these rooms with these special items, like I'm re- like I'm realizing the pictures are of the people that I'm meeting." 
Like I saw, I've seen this picture of this guy like a million times and I'm like, Oh, he's the gambling guy that I can get. And there's pictures of the clown that you see. And I knew there were pictures of the blacksmith cause I've recognized him since I knew him for a while. So it's neat to see it. Like, you know, all these callbacks to other characters, like finally making sense as far as at least as, as far as, you know, who, the, like why there are pictures of these people. I, I, I understand that now. It's not just random pictures. They're actually characters that show up, but yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's got, it, 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 it makes good use of the randomness to give it a lot of depth and a lot of replayability and that's what I'm enjoying awesome that's cool but uh, that's it besides and then there's the you're unmentionable yeah you know what's funny I haven't played Starcraft in like two weeks have you actually I guess I don't know this doesn't really count as something that I've played but I downloaded the Battle.net client okay uh, they have the, the new clients in beta so I was, I was testing that out have you well, if you haven't played StarCraft, you wouldn't have checked that out then. But it actually kind of it, it gives you one launcher now for all the all the Blizzard games, so you can go in there and go to go to Warcraft, Diablo, or StarCraft. No. And it kind of it kind of acts like Steam. It was updating because uh, I have the free uh, StarCraft install, and so it was updating that for me because I, I haven't opened that up in like a year. Uh, so it was updating that for me while I was playing Warcraft. No, I haven't. I haven't so, seen it at all. Uh, I, I don't know. May want to look at that. It's. It feels like they're kind of getting more steam. Like they're they're looking for like a steam sort of experience, right? Uh, just as far as like unifying the games and having it as the launcher. The only thing that's missing is uh, chat client. Like I, I I went in there and I saw one of my friends and it was it nice. Like I opened up the client. I'm not even in WoW and it tells me what what server and what zone uh, my friend is playing in. So presumably, if I had a character on that server that could go to that zone, I could just like pop right up and be like, "Hey, dude, what's going on?" But I had no way of actually getting in touch with them until I got into, into Warcraft. Gotcha. So, so that's I, – I assume that's something that will come at some point. I don't see how they can leave that out. But, um, yeah, for a beta product, it's, it's it's not bad. The only thing I don't like is I kind of liked logging into to Warcraft with the, uh, the login screen that they had. I, sometimes I would just log in and then, like, leave the music just playing. Not even log in. Just sit at the, the, the login screen. Really? So, yeah. So you can't sit at that login screen anymore? No, because it it, it has it, you you sign into the Battle.net launcher and then you're signed into all your games. So, so there's, it, and, and there's no way for you to do that. No, because even now if I try to open up uh, Warcraft from the shortcut, it opens the Battle.net launcher. Really? I don't know, yeah. I just opened up my StarCraft launcher and it still just says StarCraft on it. Yes. No, no, it's it's you have to go through the your Battle.net account and look for the the beta download and and actually download and install it. Uh, I have no desire to do that cuz I don't play any of the Blizzard games. Fair enough. Yeah, like I sorry, Nick. It's okay. You're I'm sure it's solo on that one. I'm sure it'll, it'll if it's in beta now, it'll probably I'd say probably by the end of the year it'll probably be live. I have a feeling it I have a feeling it'll be released around the same time that Hearthstone goes live. I guess not. One thing you did help me do is I just uh, updated to the newest patch. I forgot the new season was starting, so I actually probably need to start playing again. Maybe I'll give a shit this season and try to get back into Masters. Maybe. I don't know. I'm slacking, guys. Losing my edge. Um, well, Semi-retired after a bad game where you accidentally killed someone. Can't go back, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. That's my butters moment. Exactly. <laughs> you put those tap shoes back on, Jared. And Thanks then for the never t- But never tell me about it, because I don't want to imagine you in tap shoes. My brain can't even wrap around it. Yeah, because it's too awesome, that's why. 
Is that what it is? That's is that why I pass out whenever I think about it? Yeah, exactly. It's overloading your brain, man. God, that explains everything. Yeah, there you go. That, I'm a, I, I, I'm a, I give you solutions, not problems. So, um, let's see. What, what have I been playing finally? Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about you. Yeah, let's talk about me. Uh, so, I also played Dragon's Crown. Mm-hmm. I got it. And um, I haven't gotten into any of the stuff that Joel talked about yet in terms of the uh, rapey material. <laughs> but, like, I, I see, like, the over-exaggeration to the point where it's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, oh, oh <laughs> the, yeah. The over-exaggeration of the characters is just, it's, it's to the point where it's funny, like, I'm playing as the Amazon. Yeah. And watching Jeez. her move is hilarious. It's like watching a Ren and Stimpy episode. Oh, yeah, just her jumping? Yeah, it's it's, it's just like I'm so, there should be like ass prints on the like the Vita screen when she jumps. <laughs> Dude, it's 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 pretty funny like yeah, just, just yeah. watching it. Now, that being said, I am actually finding the game to be a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. Um like I'm playing and I'm just not you know what I need to do? I probably if I can bump up the difficulty and two, I probably need to play as a harder character. Because there's really nothing stopping me from doing what I want when I'm playing as a melee character. You know, I dodge out of the way of hits. I'm, I haven't had the problem you were having. Where uh, it's kind of all tangled? Yeah, like I'm, not, I'm, I'm able to see where my character is. I'm able to keep track of her and, and you know, move about. Um, so I can dodge hits and stuff, but yeah. I tell you when I, when I first fought that, that harpy, like, you know, I wasn't even focusing on the the top part of the body because the rest of the body is so large i just yeah i saw it said harpy but i just figured it looked like a big chicken mm-hmm. which the rest of the body does it looks like a big chicken but then i finally look at like toward the top and i'm like whoa the tits are out yeah <laughs> just, oh by the way there's a topless girl just nailed to the top of this thing's head yeah like, that's what it, that's what it really looks like and i was like yeah. whoa like and then i was like that is it looks silly. Like it didn't, it didn't even look, it didn't look sexy or anything like that. So I, I don't I don't know what the point was. The Amazon really looks ridiculous by herself. I mean, she has the abs of the Rock, but then everything else is just unbelievable. Like, and when she runs, she should be slapping her face her, herself in the face with her chest. That's how it looks. Like it's unbelievable. Uh-huh. See, that's what the boob jam was about. <laughs> the, the unbelievable <laughs> physics that go into into breasts in video games. Like breasts do not flap like that. They don't move independently either, or get controlled <laughs> by the friggin' six axis in yeah. Digi Guide Sigma Two, which I just totally didn't buy because it had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little ridiculous. It, it was to the point of being funny, but I haven't gotten to like the rapey stuff yet. It, it's very small. And it doesn't, it, because it's so small, it almost doesn't affect the game. It's just like these little add-ons, but it's just so fucking weird to have it in there for entertainment that I just, I could play the game and ignore it, but still, just those things just kind of bugged me. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, what else besides Dragon Crown? I did play Saints Row. I haven't gotten to where yes. I was in the preview. Like, basically, it's... It starts off exactly the same, so mm-hmm. it's a little underwhelming right now because I know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but you know what I didn't notice? Because when, when I played the preview originally, I had not met Cyrus in Saints Row 3. 
Okay. I had not met Cyrus yet. And huh. basically Saints Row Four, playing the Saints Row Four previews maybe maybe what made me want to go and play, you know, you know, see Cyrus play Saints Row Three, sorry. But now that I've beaten Saints Row Three and you see Cyrus in the beginning of Saints Row Four, mm-hmm. I do not like what they did with his voice. Really? At I all. didn't it's been so long since I played it, I didn't pick up on a difference in voice, but like a si- yeah, big difference in voice. You know, Cyrus from Saints Row 3, he sounds like a military commander. But like in Saints Row 4, he sounds like a, like just he just sounds like a like a hick. Like a crazy hick. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Oh, America's going in the shitter. <laughs> you know, like that's what he that's what he sounds like. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Somebody who's like, God damn Jews, that's what he sounds like. He sounds like that guy. Oh boy. So I'm gonna I'm I'm destroy the United States. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know. And that that I guess I didn't understand the significance of Cyrus working with terrorists. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Cyrus did you beat Saints Row for three yet, Nick? No, not yet. Did you beat Cyrus? I don't think so. Not based on what you're saying. Okay, well, it's not a big secret. He comes in with a, like, he, he's a part of the United States, like an anti-gang task force for the U.S. military, basically. They bring in a whole bunch of shit to stop the Saints and all these other gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, like, yeah, like, so like, he worked for the government, now he's working with terrorists to destroy the White House, so. Yeah, it's really, yeah. So, uh, that's why, that's the only thing I have, I didn't like so far. Um, also, the voice, the voice changer, because you know how you can pick a voice and then change the pitch of it now? That's really kind of useless, yeah, I it, found. Like, it's basically, like, in, in the preview, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I used it, and I moved the pitch up a little bit, and I thought it would just kind of move up the pitch, but it sounds electric. I didn't mm-hmm. want that. That's not the, the objective I was looking for. But so it's more like an auto-tuner, then. Yeah, kind of. That's what yeah. it kind of looks like. But, you know, it's whatever. It's not going to ruin my day yeah i drove it in a chipmunk territory so you can imagine that voice on that creature i've been showing you for weeks oh jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> yeah that's, that's an issue um and let's see the last thing i'm playing i actually i actually installed and i started playing devil may cry for pc okay what do you Not, think of that oh my god not only does this just look better texture-wise, it plays at 60 frames per second. Consistent. Like, no frame loss at all. It's fucking beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. If, if, I, if I faced my PS3 to my PC, when I turned it on, my PS3 would just explode. <laughs> out of jealousy. Like, it is so unbelievably... It looks so much better... That it's hard to just fathom that this game looks this good. Like I was worried that you know the graphics would bump up, um, but I would have the same like frame rate, or they they cap the frame rate at like thirty frames per second. But I I could never play DMC for PS3 again because <laughs> of the frame rate difference and how smooth it is. Like that's why I'm actually I'm giving I'm not giving away I'm selling my copy of DMC for PS3 for like twenty bucks for anybody who wants it. It's a good deal. Well, apparently it's a shit deal if you unless you if you can get the PC version, but yeah, well the PC version's like thirty bucks, I think. That's a fair deal. I'm sure you'll find some moron on Craigslist or something. That well that one's for PS three, you know. Yeah. And not every PC can play it the way my PC can, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We're not all born equally. 
So, but um, yeah, like it is beautiful, and I've been trying to get video of it, but when I when I go to record it, um, it drops down the frames, and it still plays at above thirty frames per second, so it's still a faster frame rate than the PS3. But if it's sixty or nothing, baby, like <laughs> you're not 60. going back. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that's it. So, man, it it is beautiful. I cannot believe I even played that game on the fucking PS3. I don't even know what I want to call the PS3. It's not it's not a fucking game console. I don't know what that shit does. God, you're so mad at it now. I know. I know. You were such good friends with the, the TV last week, and now you don't even want to talk to it anymore. And what really happened here? I saw the light, you know. It was like... It was like, you know, I was going out with Angela Bassett, and I thought that was cool, and then Beyonce showed up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Angela Bassett. Nick is still dating Angela Bassett. <laughs> well, he is a six-foot-tall butt. So. Babies, but yeah. That's... <laughs> I gotta take what I can get. <laughs> I'm just saying. But shit. Do, do you think that maybe the problem with the PS3 is that the games cost 60 bucks? No, not necessarily. I mean, that's I mean, that, that, that's that's the price of the console game. I didn't mind paying sixty bucks for it. I had a great time playing DMC on the P on the on the PS3. But if I would have known the PC was so silky, buttery, fucking smooth, man, goddamn! Like I would have never played it on the PS3. Like, what is this trash? <laughs> this is a poor people's version. <laughs> yeah, no, get the slop away from me. Basically is what it is. So I'm, I, I am, in all seriousness, though, I'm looking forward to replaying the game um, and then replaying it again because I actually played through it twice on PS3. And then, you know, once you beat the game once, those additional difficulties, um, they open up. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, they yeah, they open up, so it's all it's all good. But Nick brought up the fact that you know maybe I was a little upset because the game was sixty dollars. Uh, I think he was almost trying to seek into something. Yeah, I think he was trying to segue into our first topic, <laughs> which <laughs> which is the, uh, the. By the way, I think I'm pretty sure that's the longest. What have you been playing? We've ever done. No, I'm pretty sure we've done just as long. Think so? I don't think, I think so. so. There, there's some weeks where you've played a lot that you. I think you've done the whole time by yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. You're absolutely right. I'm not even gonna refute that. But anyway, let's. Uh, I don't know if we, by the time this comes out, I'm pretty sure everybody would have seen the Oya ad that Oya actually pulled. Um, but of course, since the internet never forgets. Uh, the ad, you know, somebody else ripped the ad and then put it onto their own YouTube. The ad is so terrible. If you haven't seen it, like I, 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 I researched for about an hour and a half trying to prove that this ad was fake, that this was not a real Oya ad. Is how bad it is, and, and basically, it's a guy sitting in his underwear, obviously an adult, sitting in his like a dingy apartment, has like pizza boxes and garbage all over the place and it's not clean, sitting in some tidy whities you know, Walter White style, and um, he's sitting there freaking out about a game called Metal of Duty, which obviously is a play on Call of Duty, freaking out saying, 
I can't believe I paid $60 for this game. It's the same crap every year, blah, blah, blah. He then proceeds to vomit so much that he fills his apartment in vomit. He then pulls his spinal cord out of his own mouth and then beats himself in the head into the vomit, into said vomit. I feel, I feel like we should point out this is animated. Yes, this is all animated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, you know, then it comes on like like some fucking like 90s commercials like, oh, yeah, you know, hundreds of free games. Blah, blah, blah. That's why I thought it was fake. I was like, there's no way they'd have, after all that Kickstarter money, this is the ad that they had? It, it makes sense if you assume that they spent all the Kickstarter money on the console and didn't have any money for a proper PR department. They may have spent it on a time machine, and they might think it's 1990. There is also that possibility. Dude, like, come on! Like this, like not only is it just perpetuating unbelievable stereotypes um, that gamers are pretty sensitive to, you know, it's it's just a bad ad. Like it, it does not make me want to buy an Oya at all. I don't even have to get on some type of high horse to talk about. Well, you know, they're making gamers look bad because they're perpetuating stereotypes and blah, blah, blah. Dude, no, it's just a terrible ad. Nothing about it makes me want to, one makes me want to uh, get an Oya. Like, I was interested in the Oya before. I am now not interested in the Oya anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Do you remember the Nintendo Power ads that ran, like, late 90s, the really disgusting ones? Like, this magazine doesn't smell like feet, so you should buy it. Or, like, I'd rather eat, like, a, a entire cup full of cut toenails and not have Nintendo Power. Do you remember that shit? I do remember that. Why do they think that'll work now? It didn't work then. I, I was like, God, know. I don't want to open this magazine anymore. Well, it, it seems that that should just be, like, basic marketing. I mean, the, the problem is that I almost get the impression that they were thinking that like gross out humor on some level, you know, lots of vomit. Oh, the guy rips out his skull, or his, his, uh, his spinal cord and beats himself over the head until he's just like a mash of flesh and eyeballs. Um, I think on some level they're thinking like, yeah, like, like what's our target demographic? You know, like, you know, well, I guess, you know, young, young, young male adults in the, I guess like, you know, age tw- 20 to 25 or whatever. And yeah, yeah you know, you know, you know, like, yeah, this is the kind of stuff they like. They like vomit and, you know, like all the videos that Tosh has of, of, of people vomiting. Except you know, what they think what they think what we like is what eight year olds like. Not even not even that. But it, it's 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 a problem where even if we did like that and well, I don't even I'm not even in the demographic necessarily to say to say we. But even if that was what, what was liked by the demographic that they're seeking, you don't want to associate your product with that. You have, it's it's such a negative commercial, not only in the fact that it's all you know, the whole premise is that it's complaining about the price of games, but you know, you have all this negative imagery of this, you know, self mutilation and the, the vomiting and the, the decrepit situation the guy lives in and the animation, you know, stylistically it's crude to go with the theme, but it, it, it all it, 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 it all really it, it's 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 very negative and to associate the Uyo with that you know kind of like Jared said like, you know it, it's made him completely lose any interest in the product you want if you're gonna put an ad, ad out you want people to be sort of you know uplifted and inspired by the product or at least inspired enough that they'll go buy it you don't want to turn around and, and have the first thing people think of when they hear the Uyo like hey that guy puked and filled up his basement 
Yeah, it's, like the first thing when I think Ouya now is my stomach turns a little bit every yeah. time I think about it. Like if I had any interest in it before, I definitely am pushed off the product now. Like I don't even want to deal with it because that's what triggers every time now. And it's it's one of those ads where for every – like at best, maybe you'll get some some you know juvenile troglodytes to chuckle at it. But I, I, I can't imagine that it's going to – I can't imagine that it's going to win over anybody who wasn't already interested in the Ouya and be like, okay, now I understand the console. Now I understand why I need one. <laughs> if anything, it's going to turn people off. You know, I mean, you know, who, who makes, you know, the decisions about buying consoles? Oftentimes it's, it's, you know, mothers and no, I can't imagine any mother is going to see that and think, well, that's, that's a good product for my kids. No, no one's going to look at this thing positively. No one, unless unless you're looking for that tiny market that wants to fill their apartment with vomit. N- nobody's <laughs> going to buy the damn system. It is like, an industry for that already. No, this is a very hard industry already, and they're not doing themselves any favors. I was talking about the vomit industry. No, the vomit <laughs> industry. Yeah. Vomit industry is booming. Big <laughs> big market and fake vomit, but uh, real vom- real vomit's the wave of the future. Yeah, uh, I've already I've already invested what little funds I have left in it. I'm glad to hear you're smart. You're uh, you're a smart investor, Joel. Yes. On an unrelated note, can I sleep on your couch? <laughs> no, Derek. All right. Do you have a fridge box? <laughs> a fridge box? Well, I want something roomy to move into outside of your apartment building. So. Oh, do you mean a refrigerator? Well, no, I don't want to die. I want a fridge box. Yes, the box that the fridge comes in. Oh! I'm going to be a homeless person outside your place begging for change. Oh, okay, I got you now. I just thought, like, a fridge box is something you Canadians call the refrigerator. Oh, no, I don't <laughs> want to live in a fridge. That's just silly. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. There's no room in it. Unless you get one of those old-timey ones that kids used to die in. <laughs> you just got to poke holes in the right place. Just Apparently. like you know, a cat in a box. Yeah, no, I helped a buddy move one of those out of his basement that was there when he first moved in, and you could fit a good three or four kids and kill them in that. I honestly, one, wasn't expecting for you to say that, <laughs> but two, I thought you were going to say something like, yeah, we moved it, and like the door opened and a kid fell out. No, there's no kids. I was pretty happy about that. I was, I was genuinely worried about that, but I didn't want to tell anybody. It's like, have you opened this thing in a long time? It's like, no, not since we moved in. It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's going to be a kid here from wearing like clothes from like the 40s or something. Yeah. We're going to have to call the police and my whole evening is going to be rode off. Oh, yeah. That's after you throw up a little bit because like the smell of rotting flesh is like not cool. Exactly. But it might make for a good ooyah ad apparently. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like that's what they're, they're like, going for. Ooyah. Four you... dead kids in a fridge. <laughs> it's <Please>. funny. <laughs> Video games. Those kids probably did when they were alive. Ooyah. Uh, at the end of the ad, I thought he was saying booyah. But I guess he is saying Ouya. I thought he was going to say Sega. I definitely thought he was going to say Sega. That would fit. It would have been perfect. <laughs> like, did you notice that, Nick, at the end of that, he said Ouya? I did notice that. I did I notice thought he that. Said, I thought he said Booya. I'm like, no, no Booya. You did terribly. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> Booya when you beat yourself to death with your own spine. That is not a Booya moment. No one is yeah. going to fist pound you. Exactly. I was like, oh, he said Ouya. I guess the irony there is that he didn't remember, like, oh, I could go buy an Ouya where all the games are free until after he had effectively killed himself. I guess. Which is a shame. It's like, think of us before you kill yourself and not after. Yes. 
Yeah, he was apparently throwing up for a really long time because it went from night to day. I'm, I'm looking at the ad again. With the, the amount that was coming out of his mouth, it shouldn't have taken that long. That was ridiculous. I, well, I think for the amount that was coming out of his mouth, uh, he, he must have some kind of miracle stomach because I, he, he's, he doesn't have enough volume in his body to produce that much vomit. Unless well, maybe he had to stop and start all over again. Maybe that's why it transitions. <laughs> it actually took like a week of eating and then throwing it back up to, to get to that level. And now that we're done analyzing the, 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 the realism of that ad, it's still a terrible ad. It, it was an like, awful ad. Like, I don't like how could that how could that get past your marketing people? Who okayed that ad? That's what I want to know in these situations. Like, who looked at that and said, "Yep, yeah, that's going to move consoles." <laughs> that is our meal ticket right there, fellas. Do we know Jack if this lot. showed up on TV anywhere at any point? Oh no, God, I hope I, so. I, I, God, I hope so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was just on YouTube. And uh, that was it. Because I almost want, it almost seems like it's so bad that, and, and you, you have to figure like fans of the Ouya are going to be at, at the very least disappointed that maybe it's, it's it, rather than blatantly put up a like, Hey fans, please make an ad for us. So we don't have to, <laughs> they're like, we're just going to suck so bad at it. You know, the, the fan base is just going to be forced into action. Someone's gonna have to come up with just even a decent, a de- you know, a half decent, just like a you know, like a, a clean shot of the the hardware and just you know, with a shiny logo, and that would be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need they need Kevin Butler now. <laughs> yeah, we all need Kevin Butler. They 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 now need Kevin Butler. Whoever whoever pulled Sony out of the hole they were in, they need mm-hmm. those guys. No, they they definitely do. Kevin Butler basically made me want a PS3 when I thought that was going to be completely impossible. So, <laughs> yeah, see, oh, that marketing company, great job. Mm-hmm. So, and I hear Kevin Butler is a free agent. Well, the actor who's Kevin Butler, simply because like then he he used that character Kevin Butler in a like a t- Firestone ad or something like that. No, he didn't. I don't know. He didn't use the character because the character wasn't named. But yeah, the, the problem is that he runs his own ad agency, and so just showing up in another ad, you know, looking professional and respectable, it it, it was confusing for people. Yeah, I remember and, that. And especially because we've seen him outside of commercials. You know, he showed up at E three the one year as Kevin Butler. Sure, I've seen him on TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so, like in, t- in television shows, like yeah. So it's it's you know it's kind of like you know it's kind of like in wrestling when you know you see the wrestlers like at the airport and like yeah. you don't understand like why like you know why they're not acting like they normally do. In yeah, the it's ring. Like, where's where's your glittering cowboy hat? I, I don't understand. You mean you're not Macho Man Randy Savage all the time? <laughs> no, he, he was, but <laughs> God, no. he he turned his car to save the life of his passenger while dying. That man is a hard ass. Yes. Yes, he saved us from the rapture. Yeah, he did. Good job. That was supposed to be the weekend of the rapture. Didn't happen. Macho mm-hmm. man, that's what happened. Yep. Freaking leg drop God or whoever he was going to do it to. <laughs> Help drop. Joel's Help. like, I'm not down up with Thor. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not familiar with the books. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that's enough Ouya bashing. Or is it, it's yeah Ouya Ouya. 
Is it Ouya? Well, remember, I, I thought he said Booyah. But he said Ouya <laughs> instead, so it's Ouya. Maybe that's all just an ad for the Booyah, and we're all just terribly mistaken. <laughs> he said Ouya. And now I'm thinking, like, Kool-Aid. Like, shouldn't Kool-Aid be offended by that? Because I was calling it the Oya. Like, kind of like Goya, but Oya. But yeah. it's, really, it's Ouya. Well, it's the way Ouya, yeah. It's Ouya, the way Nick has been saying it. And I'm like, now Kool-Aid should be offended. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. They could have done that. It would have been perfect. That would have been better. It's like, I like Kool-Aid. I'll play video games. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so worst ad ever from, from Ouya. Not saying anything. Their silence is really hurting them. Like, mm-hmm. they need to release some type of statement like, sorry. this is still better than the nintendo rap about zelda so deal with it (laughs) that is yeah but that that was the 90s nobody knew exactly that that was inexcusable then that embarrassed me then (laughs) Uh, that's true joel has a point (laughs) that that was pretty bad but uh, god the marketing agencies loved rap in that time holy god they still do they do god what is it Terrible rap. Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, leave it to professionals. Yeah. Go in the corner with the quick time people and the jumping in first person people. You all deserve each other. Somewhere there is an awesome quick time event where you jump to rap. <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh rap of the rapper too. <laughs> it's now it's coming now. We ju- we just materialized it. You know, we, we, our energy was focused too much on it. Yeah, forced the university of birth to it. We may have to form a ragtag band of, you know, people to deal with it. You know, Nick will be the six-foot baby butt, and we'll just sort of work the rest of the plot around around that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry what I'm saying doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're going to have to just go to the next topic because... I've been trying to find a se- way to segue into Resident Evil from this, and it's just not happening. <laughs> it's I just not happening. Horrified by the Ouya ad. Horror. <laughs> Horror. See, where were you thirty seconds ago, Joel? I was dropping the ball super hard. There you go. Th- thank you for for owning that. But it's actually Nick's fault because he's pulling topics out of order. But that's okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. That in the sixth oh. baby joke is not getting tired for me at all. Yeah, I think you should retire the six-foot baby joke. Apparently, <laughs> every single other person on the planet. So, I promise I won't mention it for at least ten minutes. Thanks, Joel. I'm looking at the clock. It's 104.06, so there's your time. Let's talk about Resident Evil. It's going to be scary again. Yeah, Resident Evil great. 7. Yeah, like, they apparently, well, I don't know. I, the people I talked to that play Resident Evil 6 actually kind of liked it. I really oh, haven't I, I had fun with it, but it should not have been a Resident Evil. Right. That, you, that's but then what again, I'm it's too. really hard to completely hate a game where you can play with another person in the same room. Because you always enjoy it on some level, even if you have to drink to do so. Um. Well, I guess you say in the same room. Yeah. Because okay, that's have... different. I was going to say, well, no, I've played co-op multiplayer games that mm-hmm. fucking suck, with, you know, no matter how many people you have. Oh, yeah. But uh, this, me and a buddy got together, just because it was Resident Evil. We played all the Resident Evils, and we're dumb, so we just kept playing this one. We just kept drinking while we were playing it, and it was great. 
because we were shooting things and we were hammered. And that was pretty much all there was to it. Well, there you go. That's sometimes all you need. But uh, if that's all you're aspiring to with a game that like doesn't make a profit when selling millions of copies, uh, we need a change of business direction. And it looks like, well, they're changing it back because like, they betrayed the horror genre simply because they thought they can get a wider audience. Yeah, they keep going for that Call of Duty crowd, but Call of Duty crowd already has Call of Duty. Stop going for them. And, you know, it feels like mostly everybody else has given up on that. Like, you know, cause yeah. It's, Capcom is still there. Um, Ubisoft is still there because Ubisoft's response to Call of Duty was Assassin's Creed. How does that work? I don't know, but it's been working for them because it's different. It works because it's different. Well, like, it, the people who have who like Call of Duty have Call of Duty. They need something different and interesting. That's true. Well, I, don't know, I think Assassin's Creed is going to sell anyway. Like, I think it's not, a, it's not a byproduct of, you know, the fact that now it's out yearly, like Call of Duty. It's actually yeah. affected in the series in a negative way, but that's a, that's a totally different podcast. Yeah. Totally different podcast. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they, they, they're, they're trying to hold on to that. Well, we need a, a yearly game. Like everybody wants to do these yearly games, mm. you know, so that they can, you know, get that yearly money. But like, I don't know that, that's just, it's just, it just, it's, it's felt like a bad idea for a very long time. Oh Cause, yeah. Cause who's, who really started that? I, I would say EA really started that. Not with Madden, but with games like Need for Speed. Remember when Need for Speed used to be good? That and was then, a long time ago. So Need for Speed used to be good. The last good, like, the last great Need for Speed that came out was Need for Speed Most Wanted, like, 2005, 2006, right? And mm-hmm. then, this is their first experiment with doing year-for-year games. The big problem was, one, they were doing it year-for-year, but two, they used the same developer. So the same developer was making games back-to-back-to-back, which was Black Box at the time. So and then you could just see the progression of these games getting worse and worse and worse, to the point where I permanently dislike Maggie Q because of Need for Speed uh, Undercover. I completely blame her and probably the money they gave her to to you know be included in that game. And I'm like, they should have paid more developers, mm-hmm. but it probably wouldn't have helped. <laughs> but now I have a Maggie Q complex. I, <laughs> The damage is done. The damage is done. I can't watch Nikita. I should probably sue EA. The, the Peta Wilson version was better anyway. Ugh, dude. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I get. I get like you know shakes when I think about Need for Speed Undercover. And I, personally, I think the series has never really recovered from that because they're still coming out with Need for Speeds yearly, and they still haven't had great games. You know, they they have not had great Need for Speed games uh, since. Since Need for Speed Most Wanted, like, and I, I have actually gone back and played like when this year's Most Wanted came out, I played this year's Most Wanted, which was meh, and then I played the one from 2006 and so 2005, 2006, and it's 2005 actually, to be exact. And I was like, you've got to be shitting me! How much better this game is than the one they just put out? Pro tip: Never have a racing game where you can just go and get cars. Like, you can just literally drive around and find cars. You can literally drive around and find a car, get in it, and that's how you get your races. Each car has a specific amount of races. Were they trying to be like Grand Theft Auto? 
Dude, I, it's, you, you don't even, you're not even a person that gets out the car. You drive up next to the other car, you beep at it, and then your soul is transported from one vehicle <laughs> to the other. That's like some weird, like, meta stuff. Like, what is going on in there? Like, basically, like, yeah, what, like, if, what if cars could dream of other cars and you could race as them? That's Peter Molyneux shit. What the hell? <laughs> but it, seriously, it's like, basically, what happens is. Like, yeah, in most racing games, you have to earn cars or you earn money from races and buy new cars. You don't even do that in this game. Like, basically, you, you when you get a car, it has specific races that that car can do. And then you uh, you switch the car um, to get other races. And then you that you just do that for the whole game. I'm like, yo, they, like, it, they, it feels like I'm achieving nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So yeah, back to what I was saying. I don't want to get too far from Resident Evil and start <laughs> ranting about fucking, you know, other race about racing games. Something that doesn't even have anything to do with horror. The last thing I'm gonna say, Rockstar. It's time for another Midnight Club, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> I kind of know they're listening, <laughs> but still, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see it go back to its roots. But like, can they really go back to horror roots now? Can they do it? Oh, they spend so much money on these things now. I, I almost don't know if they can do it. They'd have to really rein themselves back because horror really works better with less. And they're used to just throwing money at these games now. So, like, for it to be scary, they almost have to, like, start all over again, just sort of, like, refigure out everything they used to do right and then try to do it now. And uh, just from what they've been going with over the past couple of years, I don't know if they can do it. Not unless they get the original team back or some people really, really want to work horror. Like the guys who are working on Outlast, the Red Barrels guys and, and stuff like that. They need they need people like that if they're going to try to do it. Because right now they seem completely clueless. They're just doing sort of like by the numbers. Like, what do people want? It's like, oh, they want horror. Don't do horror because you think people want horror. Do horror because you have a good idea for a horror game. Exactly, and I think the problem they're going to run into is the fact that they definitely will lose some of their fan base based off of this. Yeah, they have probably picked up a a good chunk of action game fans. Oh yeah, there are people who just do not like horror. Want a lot of them say, "Oh, it's too slow." I really know you're scared, but mm-hmm. still, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, like a lot of those guys don't like to play it. They don't yeah. like that that tense feeling in their chest. Like, why do I feel like this? Yeah, I have like a couple that. of friends who are like that. It's like, I'm so scared. It's like, it's a guy on a screen. Like, <laughs> Shoot him. Yeah. Have a gun. <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, do you have a gun? Then you have nothing to be afraid of. Now, if you have a horror game where you don't have a gun, eh, that's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's a little uncomfortable. You got a guy with a drum of acid on his back, and you cannot take damage because if you get hit, you panic, and then your next hit, you die, you know? It's a little scary, a little tense. Yeah, with a gun, well, got a hard game with a gun. Forget about it. That's like mm-hmm. what Dead Space. Like the one thing I did appreciate about Dead Space One and Dead Space Two, and more so in Dead Space Two, you can play that game. You can play it as an action game or a horror game because mm-hmm. if you stomped on everything you killed in Dead Space Two, mm-hmm. you would have enough ammo to like take down an army. Yeah, you know. But if you just kind of, if you didn't stomp on everything, I mean, literally everything that you killed, then you actually had, you did run the risk of uh, actually running out of ammo mm. and have these things with, like, you know, crab pincers coming at you. Yeah, and you're like, I need to find a body part to throw at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then if you miss, like, oh, shit. Yeah, which I did miss constantly. 
Apparently, I'm not a good shot with an arm. I never knew this, but it never had come up before, so. Hmm. I'll tell you what, what kind of game will really scare me. Mm-hmm. Any game with babies. Horror babies scare the shit out of me. Horror babies in schools, those, mm-hmm. are all, like, those are really the only things that really scare the shit out of me. Is this all coming from your Max Payne memories? No. That actually is not too bad, even though that part freaked me out. Mm-hmm. You know, the baby crying. But I'm talking about, I remember Dead Space 2. Well, as soon as you, like, go into the school, I'm like, God damn it. They did it again. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. I knew some, some bullshit was going to happen with babies, and then what? Exploding yeah. fucking babies. Great. Yeah, that's Thanks. pretty weird. Thanks, Visceral. But, like, even, like, Prey, a game that's not scary. Did you play Prey? No. Okay, so in Prey, you can spirit walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so sometimes you'll, and, but sometimes you'll just see spirits. So there's like these these child spirits. Like actually, the first time you run into them, is like uh, you um, you there's two children. Uh, one of the children gets killed. The spirit of the child comes out of the body. Okay, it picks up the other child and throws it onto like this nail, kills the other child, and the spirit of that child comes out of the body, and then they skip away. And I'm like, <laughs> great. I gotta fight spirit children. And so you get to a part and they're playing like a nursery rhyme. And I'm like, oh, I hate this shit. And then here come the kids out of the fucking woodworks. Scared the shit out of me. And it's not even a scary game. And then they did it again. Like you find a school bus inside of the spaceship. And I'm like, okay, it's just a school bus. Nothing to be worried about. I'm just going to walk past the school bus, and when I get close to the door, the door shuts, and these lights, like, the lights shut off, and they, the lights start coming out of the school bus, kind of like um, a poltergeist kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm going <laughs> to kill them all. Again. <laughs> Everybody dies tonight. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I fucking hate that shit. Even in, like, painkiller like the the painkiller expansion where you have to go into like i guess it was i can't remember so long it was like a nursery or some type of like preschool and have the kids with the long noses that poke at you did you ever play painkiller no clearly i missed out yeah that's like a whole game that's about fighting through hell Mm. you know and it's the children that get me (laughs) i don't know i just i just guess they're extra evil to me or something like that yeah, they creeped me out a little bit in Silent Hill 1 when they were, like, carving shit, like, drop dead, go home on their desks. And this just this one desk in the middle of the room. I was like, that's great. And I step out in the hall, and, like, three little buggers are there with, like, putty knives, like, stabbing me in the stomach. And I'm trying to shoot them in the face. I'm like, well, this is an interesting situation I found myself in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because they're, they're, like, they're more difficult to hit than the than regular enemies. Well, yeah, like they're hard enough to hit until I'm shooting them from far away. Then I realize I'm shooting like three year olds with then, knives. And like, oh, I got the gun. Who's got the gun now? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And the thing about, like, I think, like, plus, like, video game children are a little bit more, even more disproportionate than they are in real life. Like, you know, your kids look funny in real life. They have big head, big eyes, small body. And then. In video games, like, sometimes their head is a little bit bigger than they really should be. Like, a lot of video game kids and, vid- like, you know, kids in video games would just be teased to no end <laughs> in real life because of how their bodies look. That's, that's good, though. It gives you a bigger hitbox. 
Well, it does yeah. it sometimes because in a lot of those games, they won't let you hit the children, like in Oblivion, when the little shits run up to you and start mouthing off. Oh. Or no, Skyrim. Skyrim that happened. I was in one of the the castles. And this little shit kid's like, you're poor and I hate you. It was like, I wish <laughs> I had a mod to kill you right now, kid. <laughs> you would not survive. They won't let you kill kids in Skyrim? I, like, I, I did not play the Skyrim. Like, I, got, I was five hours in the Skyrim. And it really felt like I did nothing, and I stopped playing the game. Is is that like a lesson in like the absence of like discipline for children? Like without the fear of like a hero just killing them, then they're completely free to just be little shits. Exactly. They need to know that I'll foos rodal them right out a goddamn window if they even look at me funny. It's like you saw me blow away like four people in town, kid. Don't fuck with me. Those people did nothing. <laughs> guy just yelled at me for trying to steal his pants while he was wearing them. And I killed him. I'm a terrible you know, person. Don't just tell me you hate me. You don't know what I'll do. I bet you those people are the parents of the kids that are being shits. They oh, were yeah. shitty, and now their kids are shitty. Yeah, genetics, man. It passes down. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully with the new Resident Evil, things turn out okay. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Preparing for the worst, though. I am too. I don't have a lot of faith in them, but I'm stupid, and I'll buy the next one because I'm their demographic, the dumb guy who buys every Resident Evil these days. I'll... Freak, I have the Game Boy Color one. Like, I'll buy anything, clearly. Game Boy Color Resident Evil? I didn't even know that existed. Oh, you need to look up Resident Evil Guide, my friend. <laughs> you need to see this. How did they do it on Game Boy Color? They didn't do it well. <laughs> like, they did it poorly. If the way it's, it's, I can't, I'm having a hard time describing it. It's like an overhead view, but instead of like shooting the zombies in that view, you touch them and then you go into first person and then a little like pointer swishes left and right around the screen and you have to try and hit like the fire button when it's over roundabout where a zombie is. So it's like you're just waving your gun around wild and you just sort of hope you pull the trigger when it's pointed at something. It's just great. It's just fantastic like whoever thought that up i really don't hope you're dead in a ditch somewhere you don't hope they're dead in a ditch i, I was being sarcastic oh okay i was gonna <laughs> say like <laughs> <laughs> just checking <laughs> no, i'll play anything i played i beat that game i sat down and beat it because i'll play anything resident evil and that's probably why resident evil 6 happened and i'm sorry for that it's my fault well, everybody blames Joel now. Yeah, Resident Evil 6, my fault. Uh, well, like I said, I'm hoping for the best, but I'll wait for Joel's review. Because <laughs> he's definitely going to review it. So I'm completely trustworthy, clearly. All good. Yeah, well, yeah, for the most part, for the most part. I, mean, I trust your judgment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be honest about how crappy it is, but... <laughs> uh, well, I hope. Just really re-release Resident Evil 4 on something else, and I'll buy that and love it again. There you go. Just stop trying, guys. It's okay. You made Resident Evil 4, and I'll keep buying it. Oh yeah, you're just you're like you're like I am with Need for Speeds. I keep going back, thinking like this is gonna be one where they make a comeback. It's mm-hmm. gonna be the one, and then never happens. Exactly. So, like, like uh, Revelations wasn't too bad, but still just like. Ugh. Like if you should be, if you're a multi-million dollar studio, you shouldn't be hoping for it not too bad. That is very true. Yeah, very true. So like, 
I'm they have the capability. Some, okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? Nothing. It's just they have the capability. Just do it. Just freaking do it. Well, like I said, I'll wait for your review and we'll see what happens. In the meantime, though, while we're waiting for Joel's review, let's move on to our we're next Resident topic. Resident Evil 7. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's move we're on not to just our... going to sit around here and wait. Yeah, because that's... Yeah, let's just move on to our next topic while, you know, we wait for Joel's review to come out. <laughs> um, So, I'm pretty sure everybody remembers Jennifer Hepler, who I was saying her name was Halper, and that just, that just definitely wasn't right, as Nick brought out earlier. Good job, um, Nick. Yeah, great job, Nick. Um, apparently she quit. She quits. Uh, and, and for those, I'm sorry, for those who don't know who Jennifer Hepler is, she uh, made big headlines last year by saying that she thought that you should be able to skip gameplay segments to get to more story if you wanted to. It was an opinion. A lot of people disagreed, I would say. Violently but, disagreed. Violently disagreed, even to the to basically to her, her nickname became Hamburger Hepler. Yeah, like, you can see that on her author profile now. Good job, guys. You can? Yes, all the reviews mention it. Oh, wow. I did not notice that. Well, I know that, I should say. Yeah, I, I decided to do some research just to see what all went down a little bit before the MASH cast. And like, oh, good. You're calling her Hamburger Hepler in, her, in your review of her book. That makes you look legit. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't that, that doesn't look like you hate her at all. Yeah, you do, fair like, and balanced. And I think in the very same comment, the guy's like, all of her fan base is here giving her like extra stars, but I'm telling you the truth about Hamburger Hepler. It's like, <laughs> oh my brain hurts so much. The internet is such a great place. If you could just uh, if you could just absorb it and take a look at what's happening, it is such a marvelous fucking place. Like console wars. I love console wars. Dan Emmerich from Activision totally disagrees with me. He hates console wars. We talked about it on Twitter because he says it's wasted energy. I'm like, you f-, I'm like, there's so much passion here, and it's misguided because PC is the best. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's funny watching people argue about consoles. But anyway, Jennifer Hepler. Okay, Jennifer Hepler. She uh, she like I said, she she became very unpopular after a comment about, you know, skipping gameplay segments for for story. And I think her, her thing is, like, she's a writer. She she doesn't really play video games anyway, because she actually she said she doesn't really play video games all that much. Yeah, yeah, so she's just a writer. Of course she's going to want to see the story pushed ahead. Like, Yeah. Of course. Like, why get mad about it? Yeah. So, basically, I, you know, she's been getting hounded offline. And something I didn't know, she had been... Uh, you know, well, she's been getting like you hounded offline, and um, she apparently like somebody threatened her kids, yeah, her, her children, and uh, yeah, they she she quit because of it. That's 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 the official word. She quit because, uh, you know, somebody threatened her kids, and it was just too much, and she's like, I'm done, finished. So, and she caught well, actually, she caught more flack. Not she caught. It wasn't just that one comment. It was a steady flow of things, because she was also the one who uh, introduced, like, gay and lesbian characters into Dragon Age, and a lot of people didn't like that. So, of course, they had to spew some hate on that, because um, the internet's all about your opinion, right? So, 
So, uh, but yeah, so we had her, uh, her my threatened kids, and there it was. She was gone. And now, it was funny, not funny, sorry, it wasn't funny at all. <laughs> but, um, the, uh, it was just an interesting coincidence that the day before this happened, Polygon had posted an article about, um, you know, developers actually having uh, to go to uh, groups and therapy sessions due to all the verbal abuse they've been getting, especially more in recent years with the, you know, saturation of Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube, you know, more developers, be, uh, you know, getting like becoming, you know, more celebrity like. Like, you know, think about it, like, back in 2006, 2007, we have had a Phil Fish. No. You know, people were making indie games back then. Yeah, but I didn't know about them. Frig, the, I didn't even really start playing indie until, like, I'd almost say last year, maybe a little bit before it. And I yeah. certainly would have ever thought I would be talking to developers, like, or be able to even have access to them through Twitter. Like, I can directly send a message to, like, someone who makes a video game. That would have blown my mind back then, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, like that's not, it's not even like through like a media thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's that's just straight up talking to developers via like a, you know a direct channel. Yeah, you can just be any old dickhead at home and start mass emailing people through your phone, well, mass texting, twittering, I guess, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, tweeting, tweeting. Yeah, and so that, that's because of that. Um, you know that that it, a lot of developers have been getting a lot of pressure from fans. I'll put a, a quote on that. You know, actually, no, it's not even quotes like that. That is, they, they are fanatics about those specific games or whatever. Yeah. I can only imagine that, uh, you know, because it's not that difficult to find out somebody's email address. No. But she was probably getting, e- like, you know, emails sent to her work email and things of that nature. Yeah, the, the, uh, the well. quote seems to be that uh, it was going directly to security and they were just passing on some of the ones they felt might be genuine threats. Which is great when you just say you think you should be able to focus more on story in a game and skip the gameplay. That's good. I, w- I want to have my kids in my life threatened because I said that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a thing of escalation. Like, you know, they probably saw that the things weren't really getting to her. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like, it just escalates and escalates and escalates and somebody says, I'm going to fucking kill you. you know, yeah. Right? It becomes it's- that not saying it's okay, I just think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, probably, but my god, how how attached are you to your video game if you're going to be threatening to, like, kill someone for saying anything even counter to that? Like, that's... Buddy, you gotta sit down and think about your priorities here. Like, if you're gonna kill somebody, make it for a better reason than you're mad about something they said about video games. Holy crap. Yeah, but so that, you know, because people are anonymous on the internet, mm-hmm. um... It just makes like you know, it makes it so much easier to make those threats because you there's like almost there's like no consequence, or they think there's no consequence. It's funny if people realize how you could actually you know if if something happened and they can be tracked down, mm-hmm. if they knew. I'm not saying it's really easy to do, but for the average person, it's easy enough. Yeah, because the average person doesn't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so. I think that would actually calm down, but, you know, people for now, like, you know, people are just doing it. Yeah, the funny part is the people who are doing it on Twitter, I mean, a lot of you is like, we know exactly who you are. You put your 
goddamn picture up and your name and information about how to find you. And then you go start mouthing off at people like, what are you thinking, man? That is very, very (laughs) true. You know, um, but I guess because they don't really see any consequences. It's true. There's really not much. It's not like Twitter's doing anything. It's not like the companies are doing anything. It's not like I'll drive to your house and beat the shit out of you. Miss those days. <laughs> you have any, uh, fear? Yeah, where's where's the fear? I miss the fear. If you threaten to kill somebody, you better be damn sure you could do it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if, if if Joel's angry is if he's angry because you know I'm angry because they're pussies. You're angry because they're pussies. Okay. Yeah. You want to fight? Sure. Come to my house. We'll beat the fuck out of you in the front yard. <laughs> you don't like my review? I'll give you my address. I'm not paying you plane fare, though. You gotta get here on your own. No. Oh. The beating is free. <laughs> there you go. Free beatings from Joel. How? Mm-hmm. What a guy. Yep. What a guy. But um... I am generous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... I don't know. I mean... Like I, it is, it is bad. Like I don't give me, I, I don't, I don't excuse the behavior at all. I don't think it's, it's, it's acceptable for people to threaten other people yeah. in any way, shape, or form. At the, on the same token, though, I think developers, especially now, uh, if you're going to be in the public light, you have to be prepared for certain things that are going to happen to you in the public light. Like the, the like, you know, one of the the head uh, developers for Call of Duty, he was getting death threats because of some changes that were made. And I mean, most of those threats are empty. I mean, the, uh, I would I would probably say all those threats are empty. But then you never know. You might have that one crazy person that's like, F- "I'll fucking do it," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then they actually do it. So you have to be careful. I mean, but you have to be prepared, like, for people to, you know, throw you know to throw shit your way. Yeah. When you're in the public eye, that's the thing. Like, if you don't, this pl- there there are plenty of developers who are not in the public space because you know it takes a lot of people to make a game. So, I mean, if you don't want to be in the public space or in the public eye, then don't, then don't do those interviews. You know, that's what you have PR departments for, honestly. Yeah, you know, that's what they're hired for. And a lot of PR departments, it's funny, like a lot of PR departments, um, they, they, I think they, they're now wanting to put more developers on the forefront because people like that. Yeah, and it seems to generate these huge buzzes about around the game when the developer becomes a big person in and of himself. Yeah. Like Phil Fish drew so much attention to his games just by mouthing off at like Japanese developers. Like I I think I heard of Fez at least five times as much as I would have normally if he hadn't said those comments. That is true. Like a lot I think a lot of people would have ignored Fez um, also, a lot of media would have ignored Fez, but now, like, basically every time they got the chance to talk about Fez, like, yeah, it's because of that asshole Phil Fish. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this guy is an asshole, and this is what he said this time, and he's also coming out with this game called Fez. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, I, I just think, like I said, it's not. It is not a. Um, not acceptable. But as a um, as a somebody in the public, like you have to be prepared to, you know, for, the, for that vile, you know, that bile to come your way, pretty much. Unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, yeah, it, that's the way it is. It's it's part of what's come of this age of accessibility. Like the the internet that's allowed us to put a lot of these indie games out there for people to see has also put the people who made them available to see. Like if you were if you were making a game like in the eighties, like it'd be a miracle if somebody knew your name at all. And even then, maybe they'd send you a, a fan letter if they somehow figured out how to get a letter to the company or were willing to put that kind of energy into it. Like, it'd be just about impossible. It's it's really easy to be an asshole nowadays and get access to the people to be an asshole, too. So it's just really... You can't avoid it these days. Like, it's just part of the... It's part of the business of doing almost anything in entertainment now. So if you're, you're unwilling or unable to develop a thick skin or ignore these people, you might as well get out because there's no avoiding them. The only way to avoid them is to be shitty at what you do and just never take off to begin with. But well, if you're, if you're going to be good, it's, it's, it's coming. The idiots are coming. That's true. I think it was, I think it was the, uh, what the, uh, the games industry article about the celebrification of developers mm-hmm. that they mentioned at the end, how they were talking about how, Fundamentally, we need sort of support groups within the industry to, to handle this level of, of fame and, and, and notoriety to, to a degree. Uh, you know, you, I mean, you look at like movie stars and, and music celebrities, you know, rock, rock stars, literally, you know, they get, you know, you know, revered by, by culture, but also they get, you know, the same number of, of, you know, fanatical people, you know, making death threats against them. But generally you know the the society there the music industry the film industry it's learned how to keep that distance and i mean part of it is we have a paparazzi industry that both harasses them but also you know it keeps the the crazy individual sort of at bay because it's they're professionally stalked as it were um not that i'm necessarily justifying that but right now there's no filter the difference between you know the, the you know, there's, you know, these people being on the internet as they are, you know, any, anybody can sort of approach them and they don't have, there's, there's no system in place to sort of begin to segregate them. And for, you know, even if it's just somebody who scans their email and only passes them the legitimate messages or just somebody who manages their Twitter account. So they might tell them what to post, but they're not necessarily seeing all the responses, you know, some level of that management, you know, it begins to take away some of this. That is true. I would say that is true. That the other industries have come up with a way to, well, not sure they come up with a way, like, I guess just the way they're handled in general makes it so that they, um, they don't have to receive the same abuses. Like, you know, Beyonce probably doesn't even look at her Twitter account. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but then again, it's not like, I would say, it's not most of the people in the games industry that are having this problem. It's only the ones that are, I guess, toward the top and being pushed to the forefront, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when you're, but here's the deal: even though Beyonce doesn't necessarily um, deal with her Twitter account or probably her Facebook page, she still interacts with fans on a regular basis. She still hears all this stuff coming from fans or non non a lot of non fans in her in her situation, and it's part of the business. You got to let it roll off, mm-hmm. you know. Not only that, like she has to deal with something happening now. It's on TMZ, you know what I'm saying? Like that really doesn't happen all that much in the games industry. But 
but TMZ, TMZ is it's its own entity. That's the, sort of the paparazzi that I was talking about as far as it's, it can be used as a tool and it can also be a, a, a weapon. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where she kind of has to play ball with them because when she needs to publicize an album, they're there for her to do that. But also, you know, conversely, you know, they're going to come back when they need to, you know, sell, you know, when they need, you know, to get ratings and have pictures or something, they're going to be going back at her. It, in a way, TMZ is, it, it, it's kind of what Beers was, was talking about with Fish about how, you know, uh, he was saying, you know, with with them not commenting when they needed stories for an article, that nobody should go publish. You know, t- you know, giving them free press for the, for Fez two and uh, and and uh, Jonathan Braid's next next game. And in a way, TMZ is sort of an actual business model that does that. Where yeah, you know, if the celebrities are you know if the celebrities are nicer to them and kind of work with them, then they they're not quite as harassing when you know they need to get a photograph or something. They'll actually respect them a little bit more. So. It's it's still full of assholes there, but it's it's a little more it's 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 more institutionalized and it's easier for people to deal with because it has its own structure that, that it can go with you know you know Twitter and Facebook and everything by and large that's that's the wild west and that that's gonna have to come to an end at some point I don't I don't see I don't see how we can maintain this level of of, of just uncivility in some cases that it's something something's got to change because it, it, the, the thing is the people that are doing this are so few in number but they're so vocal i feel like the majority is going to figure out some way to, to to silence them or at least stifle them out uh i don't think so <laughs> i'll be honest with you i think it's going to be um because i mean the, the 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 regular media hasn't figured out how to do this either you know how to really and that this this things were like this were happening before there were Twitter, before there were Facebooks, you know, before there was direct contact. So I think like those people who are who are in the public, like they really just need to buckle down and be prepared for this. Not saying it's okay, and I'm saying that there should be steps taken. There should be penalties for these people who are making these death threats and other and things like that. But as somebody who is in the public eye, I believe you do actually need to you know, you do need to be prepared for this. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, I think if you extrapolate the trend where if you look at, you know, fish quitting and you look at Hepler quitting for, you know, whatever her reasons may be, eventually what's going to happen is as a society, we're going to start to see talented people leaving the industry because they can't take the heat. And if we don't get a system in place to take that heat off of them, and, and these are people who, because of their talents, they shouldn't, they may not even be well equipped to deal with this. You know, I, I, forget, I forget which article it was that made the point that a lot of the, you know, a lot of creative people are the ones who, you know, like their sensitivity plays into their creativeness. And so if almost by definition, you've got a, a system that sets victims up that at some point as a, by and large, as, a, as, as, a, as an internet community as a whole, we have to, we're going to have to face the fact that we may be running people out that are, you know, legitimately talented. And we may be missing out on some great games because these people never got the chance to develop them. And so I think at some point as a society, we're going to have to say like, we're not okay with that. And we're going to have to figure something out. Mm. See, the thing is, there's already game companies that, that run their PR great. And don't put their developers, I would say, in harm's way uh, from the general public. Uh, the best example I can think of is Rockstar. 
Name me a Rockstar developer from Rockstar. Like, name me a big a big name person from Rockstar. That is really funny considering their name. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, name me somebody. Like, I can't. I can't. I met the developers of Max Payne Three, and I can't to tell you, you know who who did what. You know what I know? I know their PR people because you know what their PR people. Like me and Joel were saying it earlier. Um, PR. What they like to do is put developers in these in these v in the, you know these vlogs or vlogs and put them in front of the people because the people like that shit. Um, and that's how a lot of them get into you know get get into the forefront in the first place. However, with Rockstar, I mean, like every game they push out, you know, they I I don't see developer interviews. Um, if you do, they're few and far between, um, and they're very very scripted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can now do this in Max Panther. You can do this in GTA 5. They're very professionally done. And trust me, like, you know, Rockstar, they come out with great games, but people aren't always happy with what they do with their games. Like, not everybody is happy with what they're doing with the online for GTA 5. Why you would be unhappy about that, I have no fucking clue. But (laughs) some people are. It's people on the Internet. That's their job. Exactly. Yeah, somebody's gonna be. Somebody has to be unhappy. If somebody's not unhappy, there is no balance in the universe. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the thing. Like Rockstar does a great job of not putting their developers on the forefront. You just know them as Rockstar. You know, even like Bioshock Infinite, or, or you know, it's Ken. You know, Ken Levine. Yep. You, you would swear up and down that he made that game by himself. <laughs> you know he did, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, you, the, you know, a lot of companies will, you know, not put their developers in the forefront because they don't need to be. And maybe game developers just should not be out there like that. Because when you make something as big as Call of Duty, something that's like outselling movies tremendously, you know, you are that is a celebrity status. If you're the guy that's in charge of that, if you're the face of that. Fuck it. Activision. Every single thing they do, put Bobby Kotick on it. He doesn't give a fuck. He shrugs that shit off like it's nothing. He goes home and he hugs his money and that's it. You know, it's funny funny that you compare it that way because isn't Activision with Call of Duty always trying to be like, hey, look at us. We're like a movie. We have have launches like a movie. You know, know, they're always comparing their game sales to whatever movies are out, out at the time. To, you know, to, to establish how big it is, and so now they're actually kind of getting treated like movie stars to a degree, and it's terrible, and they can't handle it. Well, it's not that they can't handle it. I think there's plenty of people from Activision handle it fine. Most of the bigger wigs and most people who don't care or don't have souls, like Bobby Kotick, you know, they really <laughs> don't give a fuck. Um, you know, I think that comes to a point where you just make so much goddamn money, people can say whatever you want. And people don't know this, but they've actually bought invis- invisible force fields. So, and it's just a flex. flex I just right think off. they have a fan blow the money around, and you literally can't hear anything over the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think- games are terrible. I can't hear you. I'm Bobby Kotick, and money's flying around. I, I just can't hear you. Can you have those poor people killed, please? They're, they're, they're <laughs> starting to drown out the money. <laughs> are, are, are these the same forces that have Scrooge McDuck still going strong at 95 damn right <laughs> dude I, I can get. picture Bobby Kotick jumping around on a cane and killing you know <laughs> aliens on the moon so he can get green cheese because it's worth money green, so he can get green cheese <laughs> uh, somebody needs to reskin that now <laughs> 
I would play that. Actually, he needs to be Flint Hard Glomgold. He does. But who's yes. richer than Bobby Kotick? Who would be the Scrooge McDuck to Bobby Kotick? I don't know. I don't know, but you know, if Bobby Kotick... That should be your question for the night, though. Who could be Scrooge McDuck uh, besides Bobby Kotick? Yeah. Well, Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck, I mean, he played the bad, he played the bad duck in, you know, the, uh... Yeah, the the old comic. Christmas Carol. But dude, he's actually a cool guy. Bobby Kotick is not. Yeah, that's why he's he's the villain. That's why he's Flint Hart Glomgold. He's the bad millionaire, (laughs) but who's richer and better than him? Notch? I think you're right. Holy shit. Good Notch work. is not richer than fucking Bobby Cody. <laughs> oh, I like him better. You're right. We need to get him a floating island of gold. <laughs> you, Why are we giving millionaires floating islands of gold? This is stupid. That's that. Why are we giving millionaires a floating island of gold? Just so we can be richer than Flint Hard Cody. <laughs> Isn't that how Comstock started? He wanted a floating island of gold, and then he made <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> Dude. Like, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like they, they, they just, I think the developers, to a degree, some of them they either need to get out of the public light, say like specifically say they don't want to be, you know, like on video doing this thing. Yeah. You know, or they got to get a thicker skin. Phil yeah. Fish actually surprised me. I thought Phil Fish. I thought he was just one of those guys that was gonna have a, that was gonna have a thick skin. Yeah, he sure seemed to. I mean, he toughed it out for the longest time. Yeah. And I'm really surprised that that's sort of what threw him out of it. Like, yeah. really getting a fight with, like, a media guy? With all these idiots on the internet barking at you, this is the thing that makes you quit? I, I don't know. It's because the guy said Tosspot, and Bill Phil Fish didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> Tosspot? Or, or, you know what, maybe it's because... And everything else that Phil Fish has been like, you know, crucified for, he there there is some logic to that reason. Whereas this guy just attacked him simply because he he agreed with another developer. Yeah. And then the internet jumped on Phil Fish like Phil Fish did something wrong. Yeah. Because they were just used to jumping on him. So. Well, yeah. It's- it was kind of like wrestling where like the one wrestler's in the ring getting beat up by a bunch of guys and then the other guy comes out and you think he's going to save him and then no the the crowd just beats him up too and now you got two guys down in the ring getting beat up mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man that brings back memories of goldberg yep and getting like <laughs> tased with the uh the cow prod when that was big in wrestling for some reason thanks oh, nwl i don't know i don't want to bring back those days those were dark days Oh yeah, because wrestling's great now. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying, like for me, watching wrestling. Period. I'm not a, I'm not a wrestling guy. Yeah, I'm not so much anymore. I was back in uh, Undertaker days with uh, Paul Bear. Oh my Undertaker! Fantastic. My parents hated my guts. They were really? going to put me up for adoption if Paul Bear spoke one more time. <laughs> I was like, what are you watching? I hate it. I hate this like that Hercules cartoon where the little satyr laughs like a he's just sucking back helium for twenty four hours. Do you guys have that awful Hercules cartoon when you were kids? I don't remember a Hercules cartoon when I was a This kid. is for the best. I'll send you a YouTube link when we're done because you need to feel this pain. Can you start using images from that cartoon for your news headlines? Oh god, yes. Do that and Rocket Robin Hood from back in the day. Rocket Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. 
was Robin Hood in Outer Space. It, it was awful. I'm pretty sure it's all made by the same studio because it all looks the same terrible. But it was just one of those things that played in between other shows, and I'm not sure if it was just because it was Canadian TV or what. Someone out there, please admit the Rock and Robin Hood was something you saw. Please. I don't want to be the only one. <laughs> it sounds like you're about <laughs> to fucking cry. I'm a little upset. <laughs> Jesus. Rock and Robin Hood is terrible, but to think it might be a figment of my imagination <laughs> is way worse. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Hmm. I will go to YouTube for proof later. <laughs> All right, well, we'll pull that up and we'll see later on. Um, our last topic, we're just going to hit this one real fast. We're going to try to. Microsoft has, um, they've detailed their ND, their ND program, which, uh, I don't know, like, I'm not really finding anything wrong with it too much. But some people are like I'm, I'm reading some of the comments on these threads, and some people are like, "Wow, fuck Microsoft," and you know they're not they're not for the indie developer, they're not for the small guy, and I'm just kind of like, this kind of is for the small guy, but whatever, whatever. And this is from a, somebody who's been bashing Microsoft inadvertently all summer. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure it's on purpose. They just keep giving you reasons. They keep giving me reasons. Yeah, it's like something always was, was happening. So it's not my fault. It's their fault. Anyway, uh, so um, first of all, it's a program. It's not like everybody can get in. The gates aren't open. It's not like the Xbox Live Indie Games program. Oh God, what a mess. Yeah, Boy. which was uh, it's for the best. It's for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you have to be accepted into this program. It looks like the you know. They're they have they're they're taking applications now, but the you know the first group of developers will probably are going to be people who have uh, a, a track record of releasing games. They, they didn't say successful games. They just said releasing games on console, PC, mobile, tablet, something like that. And uh, I'm like, that's fair because it's not like that's a small list, you know, it's not like that's a small list. So. There's gonna they're, they're if you're accepted to the program if you if you fit into what they want and you're accepted into the program you receive uh two Xbox One development kits free of charge which I find kind of funny because I thought the Xbox Ones themselves were dev kits but anyway they they, they mentioned that that they hope to make the Xbox Xbox Ones into dev kits so apparently a, a bad idea but whatever whatever they need to do to make them dev kits has not been done but it is a it is a uh, I guess it's what feature not yet implemented yeah that would be a bad idea I, and I'm gonna even say that I'm like, I, sure a lot of good would come from it in terms of like development and make it makes it the barrier to entry lower but piracy like piracy would be a huge issue if people had access to dev console the average person you get internet extraction yeah flip this switch buy this piece and now it's a dev kit and you could do a lot of shit it's basically all the problems we see with the ouya would then be applied to the xbox one yeah pretty much and we see how they're doing but they um, already have bad marketing down they already have bad marketing down <laughs> uh, but they will have access to the full range of services like cloud services connect xbox one tool set Smart Glass, Multiplayer, Achievement, and Gamer Scores. Uh, these games will go into the Xbox Live Marketplace. There's not going to be a specific place for them. Uh, and they're going to try to help with discovery by, you know, I guess 
based off of your playing habits, these games may show up as recommendations. You'll see when friends are playing them. You'll see them like, you know, you'll see games that are trending. Um, so, yeah. Uh, which I wonder how trending games is really going to work because you're going to have a lot of games that people are buying on release and then it's going to kind of taper off. But whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, what else is there? Hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, one of the big things is that Microsoft sets the price for the titles. The indie developer can set like a wholesale price. So they can say, this is how much we want from the game. Uh, and Microsoft will put a price probably on top of that, like an MSRP. Uh, more than likely, it's going to be a 70-30 split. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, I don't know what the split is with Sony. That's the thing. I, I know it's like, well, a lot of games Sony actually puts money into to begin with, with their indie fund. So I... I imagine they have at least a 70-30 split on those games, maybe more, especially if they paid into the game, like something like Journey. Actually, would Journey be? I don't know if Journey was on the it was on like on the indie pub fund, but like um, Dyad was on the indie pub fund, and um, Slam Bolt Scrappers was on the indie pub fund. Which that game still needs multiplayer, dude. If that game had multiplayer, I'd be playing it like every day because you can just crush somebody's dreams with that game. So, but anyway, um, so I imagine they use a, like a, a 70-30 split. Uh, my only thing I can kind of see being a problem is possibly the pricing. You know, since Microsoft sets the official price, like if the developer is like, we're going to wholesale it at $5, Microsoft's like, eh, we think it should be 7 Oh, we think it should be 10 bucks. That can really affect the developer. You know, you you place a game just a dollar or two too high, and now nobody buys the game. Microsoft's like, oh, that was a flop. Your game sucked. Because, you know, game sales really reflect the quality of a game. But it kind of doesn't matter if game sa- as long as the game... If the game doesn't sell, they don't care about it. So yeah. let me let me shut up my ideals about game quality. It's all about the money. You know? So, but yeah, that appears to be what's going on. What do you guys think about that? Hmm. <laughs> Nick I, doesn't care. Joel's I, 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 I care. thought Joel was going to say something. No, no I've still even thought. Oh. I'm still tripping up on the, the sort of having a pre-established his, history. Excuse me, making games, and I'm wondering if this will <clears throat> make it a bit more difficult for some of the newer talent to come in. I I know they're what they're thinking is like we got to stop these massage games. We got to do something about them, like these guys who just shit out these terrible games on. Oh, absolutely, but, but those like, people now have a history of making games, which means they qualify for the promotion. No, so it's don't. almost like it's not working properly. But just uh, will... the the thing I'm, I, I like is the fact that there's going to be quality control. Period. Some yeah. sort of quality control, and they're like, "Hey, I made back massages one, two, and three, and Microsoft says like, yes." No, <laughs> you know, like that's basically what I'm looking for here. Yeah, I do like that. There's going to be quality control, but I just uh, there are some people who, on their first game, are going to knock it out of the park, and we might not see that because they can't prove it. But then again, I guess there's always the PC market if you yeah. want to try that out. And so, sort of, if you can do strongly on the PC market, then you can move into Xbox if you want. That's not necessarily true, but uh, we know. No, but a- well. I, th- I think if you look at Minecraft as sort of the outlier 
or the, the, the example that proves the rule in that case. I mean, that, you know, was a big hit on PC and now it was big enough that Microsoft was willing to tout it during their E3 presentation. So, I mean, obviously not every game is going to be Minecraft, but there is, I, I think maybe that's sort of, at least at least that establishes you know if you if you can do it on pc at least then that gets you the established build and they they have no problem with a port at that point so I, you know i I, pres- I presume there's they wouldn't have any problem porting it over i don't know if this this only applies to new development or if you can just bring something over that you've already done uh, i don't know the <laughs> I think that you have to have something substantial done. Like, I don't think they're going to force you to, like, well, you your game has had to sell X amount of copies. I don't think it's going to be like that. But I do believe it's going to be, you know, they, they, your game has to have some type of quality. Yeah. I just don't want, because, like, I, Rad Raygun was, like, the first game by True Fun Entertainment, and I loved it. And I just don't want guys like that to get caught by the, just sort of swept aside because they they hadn't made anything before that. So uh, I, I know it'll probably do more good than harm, but I, I still don't want to see too many of these guys sort of get left out because of it. Right. Well, who, who, who was it? Uh, was it Ska Studios that did Charlie Murder? Yeah. And they had the, and even then, like they had, what was, what was that other game that got hacked recently in Russia? Uh, the Dishwasher? Was yes. it the second Dishwasher yeah, The Dishwasher 2, yes. And yeah. that was originally on PC, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's because it wasn't on PC, and he was mad That's about it, right. so he hacked it to put on PC. For the That's right. Because the people deserve it on the internet. The That's right. I have that backwards. People. I have that backwards, then never mind. <laughs> that does not prove my point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think this is, this is a good decision. But, you know, of course, not everybody's going to agree with me. Well, I can see there being problems, but I, I agree that it is going to do more good in the long run, in keeping massage games out of my life. Yeah. I think the issue is that the narrative for so long has been Microsoft hates indie developers, that even though like there's fundamentally nothing in this article that establishes that that is still the narrative, I think it's just hard for people to, people to sort of make that change of opinion on a dime. Um, even Microsoft, it took them a few weeks to change their you know, platform uh, you know, opinions as far as getting that to turn. And so now I think it's just going to take a while for the crowd to sort of process this because, you know, for the last, well, for the last three or four months since the announcement of the Xbox one, it's pretty much been, you know, Microsoft is terrible. Microsoft is terrible. And that, you know, the, the evidence for that argument is, is been chipped away slowly. And I mean, at this point, of all the complaints we had back in May when, when the console was announced, what's left for us to sort of bitch about the company at other than the connect is too big. <laughs> well, that's not even an issue anymore. Yeah. You apparently don't need it. I'm just curious to see what features don't work when you don't have it connected. Like how, how suck ass is it? Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> we don't have a connection. But but outside that though, I mean, at this point, for for everybody, you know, for everybody who likes banging the drum against Microsoft, there's no drum to bang anymore. <laughs> 
And it's, I mean, it's kind of the point where even, uh, was it a Gamescom Sony made the crack? Well, at least we've been consistent in our views, which is true. And everybody's like, Ooh, slam on Microsoft. But that's the only slam they have anymore is, yeah. you know, calling Microsoft a flip flopper. And it it, it's, yeah, it's really, I mean, it's, it's good for Microsoft. It's good for indie developers. It, and there's no, I, I don't feel, I feel like the only people who are losers in this situation are, you know, hardcore Sony fanboys who just want to rag on Microsoft because they ran out of ammunition. But otherwise, otherwise, they did it's, not it's run out of ammunition. That shit's reusable. <laughs> <laughs> they can still make very good cases against Microsoft, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go ahead and get that, well, get into that. So I think this is fine. Well, you know, we'll see what Microsoft does. We'll see how indie developers um, react to it. I mean, it's going to be like at least, I'd say, eight months to a year before we start hearing bad stuff about this program. Mm-hmm. You know, because actually, it, to be honest with you, most of the complaints you hear from indie developers, like some of the bigger names, like the guys who did Super Meat Boy and Phil Fish, those complaints really didn't come out until like the game was released or close to or close to release because the bad shit happens around release, like with Meat Boy when they weren't on the store for like the first like half of the day, you know, or, or say on the front panel on the front blade. So, <laughs> I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, yeah, we should wrap up this podcast because it's time to put the audience to bed. <laughs> the audience, the casters. I got to work tomorrow. Yeah, I know, I know. So let's see, let's, what's coming out? Like, we just had a big release this week, you know, three big releases this week, Saints for 3, uh, XCOM, and, um, what's the name of that game? Splinter Cell, there you go. Yeah, Splinter Cell. You know, that, that, that game, you know, that, that people play sometimes. Uh, yeah, so th- th- those three games came out, but other than that, I mean, the next big thing... Things that are coming out aren't like really blockbuster. I think Killer is Dead is coming out, and that looks to be popular. Oh yeah, seventeen thousand copies in Japan. Woo! <laughs> They're doing great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I still I, love you, Suda Fifty One. I've just I been hearing about one. it. Like I just, I don't even know what the game is about. To be honest with you, it looks uh, cool. I think you have X-ray glasses that let you see through ladies' clothes, and you might kill some people every once in a while. Well, I'm in. Yeah, we're in. We're in. Uh, there's also Lost Planet 3, which I'm out. I, I don't know how they got... We talked about last week. I don't know how they got funding for that game. Yeah, I'm surprised. Again, even though you mentioned it, it was like, Lost Planet 3 is like, we talked about this before, Brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't you can't forget it a week, a week later, but it's just... Lost Planet is so dang forgettable. I don't know. Possibly the biggest game coming out next week is Ninja Turtles, dude. What? There's a Turtles game coming out? Yeah, Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. It's fighter. It's a brawler. It's three D brawler. Easy brawler, you say? Yeah. Uh, what's it on? PC and Xbox Five. Uh, I might play that. You know what the funny thing is? It's part of Summer of Arcade. That's how detached I am from my Xbox. I've been Summer following Summer Arcade Ar- still happening. Yeah, I've been following Summer of Arcade for years, and then this year I didn't even know what's happening. Charlie Murder was one of the Summer of Arcade games. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah. I'm playing that, and I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, Xbox. You completely kicked me off your system. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Oh, I guess the most major release is Madden. But n- nobody here really plays sports games. I'm actually getting it. Already pre-ordered it through Amazon. So yeah. I can get my uh, d- my DirecTV 
Get football on my phone, as the Manning boys say. Huh. That's right, because you actually you said didn't you say Directv is not coming to well the the Sunday pit ticket is not coming to PS3 this year. It's not coming to the PS3 this year, um, and I was kind of hoping to use that, but regardless, they have a they have a program now where you can watch it on your computer or on your smartphone or on your tablet. So I will be uh, plugging my computer into my TV and watching it that way. That's right, because this is your first year not being in the Philadelphia area to watch your Eagles. Yeah. And so you're not gonna miss much, but no, I mean, well, no, well, no. It's uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how how they're terrible under Chip Kelly because uh, <laughs> it won't it, they won't be terrible in the same way they were under Andy Reid. No, I think but, they'd be terrible in a rebuilding way. Yeah, under but, Andy Reid they were terrible in a destructive way. And under Andy Reid they were terrible in that we've been watching the same show now for a decade and a half. So yeah, well, it's right. different. Kansas City can watch that now, and they'll love him out there. He'll do fine. Oh, he went to Kansas City. Yeah, I did not know that. I thought oh. that he was. Um, I thought he was going to be part of the back office now for the Eagles. I thought I, I no. swore I read that somewhere. That might have. That might have been, but uh, no. He that he he wanted to coach. Oh, and okay. So is this, and as soon, so as soon as he was gone, I mean, he, he's not a bad coach. He's just not perfect. How mad and, would you be if he won? A Super Bowl over there. I wouldn't be mad. I'd I'd be glad for him. He's uh-huh. he's he's he, the thing about football is it's you want to get into the playoffs and then at that point it's really kind of a crapshoot. As long as you you know, as long as everybody stays healthy and you do everything well enough, you should be fine. And more often than not, he got us into the playoffs. So I think he should be okay out in Kansas City. And, you know, it's, you know, eventually you, you keep getting in enough and, and, you know, one year you'll hit on it. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But I really expect him to go to Dallas and win a Super Bowl. That would just be <laughs> unbelievable. That, like, the city of Philadelphia would explode. I can't. They'd just be big, one big lava pit in Philadelphia. I mean, I know, I know it's, it, you know, coaches and, and players are all very, you know, mercenary and, you know, that they'll go, you know, a job's a job and they don't all have the same feelings about teams that the fans do. But I can't imagine anyone in the NFC East voluntarily going to another team there with the exception of, like, the Redskins who really haven't mattered for the last 20 years. So, no, every everybody hates Dallas except yeah. for Dallas fans. <laughs> yeah, and there's no reason to hate Dallas now. We're not winning anymore. No, you're not. You're not. No, but we have to, we have to prevent that that uh, travesty from ever happening again. So. <laughs> Maybe you should get Andy Reid in that case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've done our football portion of the yeah, podcast, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole separate show. Joel's like, what's football? Uh, you, they have football up there. They just have it with three downs. I, I know, yeah. It's weird, like Canadian bacon. Well, yeah. I've had bacon. I could talk about bacon. <laughs> Real bacon? I don't, okay, apparently I don't know enough. I'm just saying, like, real bacon or Canadian bacon? Because Canadian bacon is ham. Yes. Which is good, but... Clearly I need to be brought up to speed on this. I wasn't aware I was eating ham. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's circular stuff. That's not bacon. Bacon's crunchy and tastes circular like circular stuff. Yeah, it tastes like God's lips. What the hell do you think I eat up here? <laughs> you know, I know those circular things are hams. <laughs> you guys think I'm an idiot? They call it Canadian bacon here. That's what they, I thought you guys called bacon. 
I just, no, I just, I just I figured you called them naked. I call that bullshit. <laughs> Are you trying to sell you ham down here as if we're morons? <laughs> the Canadian bacon. Uh, it's ham. It's the whole pig. We don't know what to do. Uh, we're crazy. Uh, I know what bacon is. Fuck. <laughs> I'm upset now. Is that a culture for trying to foist ham on you guys and disguise it as bacon? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Maybe it came from French Canada. I don't know, but they're in trouble if so. <laughs> Look at you, Quebec. To a lesser extent, northern New Brunswick. Mm. Okay, I'll well, fight everybody. We'll trade pictures afterwards. Like, is this bacon or is this bacon? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you pictures of bacon because they look the same as the bacon strips on all the fami- the popular bacon pictures on the interwebs. Well, okay. I think he's on the right track. I think he has not been led astray. No, I, I think I know what bacon is. If I don't, I may have to go on a bender tomorrow. Guys, I discovered bacon. He's like, what do you mean you discovered bacon? We eat bacon. He's like, no, the real bacon. The bacon they haven't been telling us about. Yeah, the I'll government's have, like, a sham. I have like crazy hair. I'm like, where have you been? You've only been gone for like an hour and a half. Like, I've found something. <laughs> uh, follow this crudely drawn map I drew on the back of this pornographic magazine. <laughs> I'll show you the way. Oh, uh, dude. Let's wrap this up. Oh, God, please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, thank you for listening. As always, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is uh, we're on soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. We are on facebook.com slash mash those buttons. We're on twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, You can catch us on youtube.com slash mash those buttons, iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, Android and iOS devices. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening, like I said, and we will catch you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. I will fight all of you. Give it up, Joel. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I'll fight all of you in small groups over time. Later, folks. Later.